Father, we thank you for tonight. We glorify you. Lord, everything we do is about you. Lord, I can just think about the thousands of things that we can think and reasons to honor and praise your name. And that your name, there's just something about that name. We're gathered here tonight, Father, because of your name. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. We honor you. We lift up your name. And Lord, as we dive into the scripture tonight and finish the video, I pray, Father, that we as a church will not only be ready, but get others ready. And we ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. 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 You may be seated. Um, well, good evening. <clears throat> everybody got their handout here real quick? Has everybody got a handout uh, available to them? Uh, before we watch the video, we're going to get a little bit of teaching. Uh, and then next week, we won't have a video. We're going to get into a deeper understanding uh, of the pre-tribulation uh, pre rapture. Understand, again, I want to give credit where credit's due. This is J.D. Farag's notes, and he had a link that you could uh, uh, pull up and copy. So I want to give credit where credit's due, and it's his, these, these are his notes. But we're going to go through them because they're really good. So real quick at the, at the top, um, uh, notice there's an acronym for rapture, and I like that. Number one, revelation to us. A, effect upon us. P, purity of us. T, trumpets for us. U, uniformity with us. R, responsibility on us. E, encouragement from us. All that involves our relationship with Jesus and with others. Um, you, when you look at the cross, the cross is what? It's vertical and what? Horizontal. Your relationship with Jesus affects those that are around you. First, your vertical, then your horizontal. If you got your vertical right, your horizontal will be right. So I love this, uh, this acronym for, revel, uh, for rapture. Now, we read Revelation 1.19 last week. I want to read Revelation 4.1. This is a wonderful picture of the rapture. Uh, if you'll look also after we read this, I'll explain some things. It says, after this, I, John speaking, says, after this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet. That's important. When... Jesus comes down with a loud command. It's going to be the trumpet call of what? God. And then we're going to be caught up. The dead in Christ are going to be rise first. Then we who are still alive are going to be caught up with them together to meet them in the clouds. And to be with the Lord forever. So and then he says, come up here and I will show you what must, play, must, play, must take place after this. Now the first three chapters of the book of Revelation deal with the church. It's, it's Jesus speaking to the church, right? The seven churches. You get to chapter 4, verse 1, and John hears that voice. And, and that voice says, come what? Come up here. And it has the voice of a trumpet. After that point, until chapter 19, I think I mentioned this last week, after that, you, you don't hear about the church until chapter 19. And when you hear about them or read about them, they're in heaven. So that is a beautiful picture of us not going through the tribulation period. 
And I'm going to get into some more teaching on this, and I might get into some scriptures that he doesn't point out here. But look at the next thing. He talks about the scriptures. He's talking about the chapters and the events of the book of Revelation. Let me tell you something. You do not have to be afraid of the book of Revelation. There's a lot of pastors won't even teach on it. But when you read the book of Revelation, did you know that it says that you will be blessed if you read it? Yeah. It says you'll be blessed. Yeah. So we, we need to read the book of Revelation. Amen. Pastors need to teach it. I may go through it pretty soon. It's, it's an interesting book. And here's the wonderful thing. We won't be here for it. Yeah. We're not going to have to go through all that stuff. Right. So the first thing you notice is this scripture what you have seen past that's chapter one in revelation jesus christ crucified buried and resurrected what is now present chapters two and three that's the church age church history church mentioned 19 times in the first three chapters what will take place afterwards that's future verses four and five the rapture what will take place after future Verses uh, chapter 6 through 19, the tribulation, church not mentioned. What will take place after future 20, chapter 20, the millennium? And what will take place after future uh, chapters 21 and 22, the new heavens and new earth? I'm going into all this because I want you to understand something about uh, uh, the tribulation period. We're talking about the rapture, and we're talking about the pre-tribulation rapture. The, the tribulation period is Jewish. The focus is on the Jews, not the Gentiles. That's why Paul talks about the fullness of the Gentiles coming in. There's going to be that one last Gentile that gets saved. And guess what? Boom. The father's going to say, son, go get your what? Go get your bride. If the focus is on Jacob. That's why in Jeremiah it says it's the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob was what? Jewish. Israel. The focus is on them. Now go with me, uh, read your, just read along with me in your notes here, Matthew 24, verses 45 through 51. Now, something about Matthew 24, it's a synopsis and goes right along with the book of Revelation. It's kind of a short synopsis of the book of Revelation. But he says, Who then is faithful and wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servants of his household, to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns truly i tell you he will put him in charge of all of his possessions but suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself my master is staying away a long time and he then begins to beat his fellow servants to eat and drink with drunkards the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is one scripture we need to realize that uh, we need to be about the Father's business. We need to continue to serve Him. Uh, if there's one scripture that points to your, your salvation as being conditional, everybody understands what conditional is, right? That you are saved, you're secure, but you can walk away from the Lord. Right here, He says that. He, when anytime you see the words weeping and gnashing of teeth, he's speaking of what? Hell. And he uses the word hypocrite. Being something that you're what? Not. We, we get the word from the masquerading, uh, putting on a mask. How many of us do that? We have an argument with our spouse before we come to church. We come to church and, hi, right? We've all done that before. 
You're, you're being something that you're not. Now look at 2 Timothy 4.8. He says, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, that's the key there, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. It doesn't say coming, because that's the second coming. Everybody understand what the second coming is, right? The second coming is when he comes at the end of the tribulation period. And you and I will be coming with him if we know Jesus. Notice he uses the word appearing. Most scholars will agree, if they believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, will agree that that is speaking of the rapture of the church. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what, will, what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purifies themselves just as he is pure. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul says what? We will all be changed in the twinkling of a what? Of an eye. And he, and he says there's a hope. I think it's Titus that talks about the blessed hope. Anybody ever heard of the blessed hope? Grow up with the blessed hope. I, I want to share something that's not in these notes. Go with me to first, uh, I think it's in 1 Peter chapter 3. Or 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming he promised? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Now, you look at this scripture here. Um, one of the things that you're going to find more in the last days as we talk on the rapture of the church is you're going to get what we call scoffing. I've heard that my whole what? I've heard that my whole life. How many of you guys have heard this your whole life? Pretty much from the time you're... you got to understand, for us, that's a long time, but for God, that's seconds a day is like a thousand years so it's only been two days since jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave and ascended to heaven what happened on the third day resurrection time and we're getting close to that third day 
We're getting close to the Jewish calendar of 3,000 years. So scoffers are going to come, and it's happening more often. You guys watched last week when we watched the film how they talked about that only 20, what is it, 25% of the church? Is it 30, 36% of the church or something like that still believes in the pre-tribulation rapture? But a lot of the church is divided on this. Now, we don't want to get into a big uh, fight over it because I think it's all going to pan out in the end, right? All our friends that were wrong are going to see that we were right. I, I, I'm teasing on that. You know I'm being ornery. But scoffers are going to come. They did in Noah's day. How long did Noah build the boat? 120 years. And there was no, listen, they had never seen rain before. Most, it, it was a mist that covered the earth. In fact, the, the temperatures were perfect. They have found in Argentine, Argentina in their coal mines uh, maple leaves that are like this big. And it's because they said the, the, the atmosphere was perfectly oxygenated and per, a perfect condition and temperature. And so if you think about that, they had never seen rain before. And here God asks Noah to do what? Build a boat. And they're probably thinking he's crazy. And it says in Hebrews that he was a preacher of righteousness. So he preached the gospel to him, and only eight were saved out of it. Jesus says, and I shared this last week, when he comes to earth, will he find what? Faith. A couple more things. I want to be real quick about this because we're going to get ready to watch our video. I want you to look down here in your notes here in the purity of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 through 3. He says, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. You know, we don't know the day or the hour, but I believe we're going to see the season. And I really believe that we're seeing the signs. There's a convergence of signs like we've never seen before. Listen, they got the technology now. The technology for the mark of the beast. Amazon, they have stores that they started in, in Seattle. And you use your palm to pay for everything. You don't have a credit card. You don't use money. You walk in and they scan your hand and you go in and you pull things out. Boom. You paid for it with your palm. The technology's there. So if we're living in those times, how should we be living? We should be living for the Lord as pure. And so that brings me to the next thing. So we're going to watch the rest of the video tonight, and then I'm going to talk just a little bit more afterwards, and then we're going to close. But next week, I want to get into more teaching, okay? I think the video will show some of it, and then next week we can get into some deep teaching on this. All right, you guys ready for the video? Um, letting Gary know we're getting ready for the video. can retrieve his bride. All the types